All right, I realized... Uh, oh, welcome back, everybody. The John Curley Sherry Elliger Show. Thank you, Andrew, and thank your mom for figuring out that song that I'm supposed to dance to. Sherry, I'm trying to play the music and dance at the same time so I can show you that I still have my moves from cheerleading. All right? Andrew's Something mom helped? Yes, Jacob, She texted me, and she told me it's the, the song name. Everybody dance now. Bump, 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 oh, bump. sure. Dance now. Oh, I'm doing the moves. I'm doing it. <laughs> Wait till you see it in person. I cannot wait to see this. You, you've got to, you've got to get this done this afternoon. Okay. Wow. All right. Set Miss. the camera. Set the phone up. Do it during a break. Isn't Rye there? Can he be your cameraman? No, Rye's out skiing. I just wish you still oh. had your scorchy mask. <laughs> okay, everybody, we're doing news here. <laughs> Tone it down on the tainment part. Tone it down on the tainment part. Okay. It'll be time yeah, for tainment. Yeah, because it was we were the ones that were just dancing in the background to, to that thing. Not you, but I mean, but us. Oh, I take. All right, hey, uh, one point two trillion dollars of money we don't have. Uh, not one Republican voted for it. But um, by the way, you hope you enjoy the inflation because that's what you're paying for. Here's the way infrastructure projects work. They send the money and then you find the project. Uh, the state of Washington has asked for additional money to hire auditors. Why? Because in most cases, experts will tell you about 10% of the infrastructure money is lost through fraudsters and to others that are coming along and ripping off the federal government. So the state of Washington says, hey, we need to hire more auditors because we have so much money. I think it's like $8 billion or something coming to the state of Washington. $16 million of that will go to SeaTac Airport to help shorten the lines. So you get the, you go into SeaTac and you find yourself waiting in one of those really long lines. Well, no Passenger more. Passenger numbers are expected to hit pre-pandemic levels at SeaTac Airport by next year. We'd like to continue with the boarding process and welcome first class. First class this is one of the fastest growing regions in the country. So the airport traffic reflects that. Perry Cooper with SeaTac Airport says they are trying to make changes to accommodate the number of current travelers and prepare for future travelers. We just don't have enough space on the ticketing level, the way we're shaped and the way the main terminal is built, to add any more space up there. That's why they are moving checkpoint one from the upstairs level to the downstairs level to have more space right. and two more security lanes to move more people through faster. It will also include automated screening lanes, which the current checkpoint does not have. So that allows a bit faster throughput for those checkpoint lanes. Scott Proud from Sammamish says he's never had any problems with lines at the airport. During COVID, there was some lines, but nothing, nothing I haven't experienced compared to like Frankfurt or Amsterdam or anything like that. By the way, that's a Sammamish accent. That's very unique regional accent there. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I couldn't place it, but I'm glad you identified. It's Sammamish. It's just just above us. But he does have a problem with the traffic on the roads outside the terminal. That that's one of the most inefficient or frustrating experiences I think at this airport is the, just the picking up and the dropping off of personnel. But with the new checkpoint being relocated to the lower level, Cooper says this should alleviate Bad. traffic on the upper level. 
if we can bring more people down to the lower level and they see there's a checkpoint down here on this lower level, that's going to make the drives that What's much that? more efficient. The airport has long. <laughs> What's that? It's your, it what are you doing? Like a camera flash? Yeah. They sometimes add, they, sometimes they use sound effects too, John. It's not just us. I know. I didn't know if the Andrew's throwing something in there. Oh, yeah. It's not like something <laughs> falling like a vegetable hitting the ground. In it. Yeah, like it's splatting. All right. Term plans for a new north terminal, but for now, they're making the changes they can in their five-year upgrade SEA plan. Our focus is to be able to handle what comes in that we're going to see in the next multiple years. So already we realize that we're going to get to a point where this, this airport can't handle enough. All right. I always say hire more dogs. The TSA has uh, about 300 explosive detection canines every year. It costs $46,000 to train a passenger screening canine and handler. It's the best. The best. And you realize, hey, they got the dogs out. And they make you kind of partner up with somebody beside you. And they say, walk slowly but steadily. Don't stop. Stay together. Stay together. And you look over the person to the right of you. You're like, oh, here we go. And then you march down the little line and the dog. And don't stop. Don't stop. Because you stop. You got to stop and go back. The dog walks by, sniffs you out. And then when you get to the line there, you don't have to take anything off. You've done the little, you know, hokey pokey with the stranger next to you. And then whoop, off you go. I'm like, hire more dogs, I yell. Well, they got $37.7 million in funding through the infrastructure uh-huh. plan, and that was awarded to the three airports in Washington. Ah, so 16 right. okay. point something is going to this project. Six, oh, 16 million. Mm. The other part of it, speed it up for you travelers. Here's what I like to do. While you're waiting in the line, take your belt off, take your watch off, take everything out of your pockets, take your shoes off, get all that stuff taken off ahead of time, take your jacket off, all of it, stuff it into your bags so you're practically, you're ready to go as soon as you get up there. While you're waiting, do all of that. And I normally do that. I make a big deal. You can hear me going, oh, whoosh, ah, here goes the belt. Whoop, hip, down, there goes my shoe. Hoping other people go, hey, look at that guy. That looks like fun. Oh, hey, ho, ho, ha. Everybody dance now. <laughs> do you do you make all of those sounds or just kind of a whoosh? whoosh oh, okay, here's my wallet. Here's this. Here's this. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Seem like, oh, look at that guy. He seems rather than just standing there with your mouth open, flies flying in and out of your mouth, and you're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> A lot of sound effects in the line today. I, I think you're right, though. You are a good example because nothing is more frustrating than the person that is completely clueless and gets up there. Or it's kind of like if you are in line at a fast food place that people have been to for, I don't know, 35 years in their life. And they're standing in line. They're standing in line. Yeah. They get up to the menu and they go, um, mm. I'll have what the. Would, uh, what would Cardi B order? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And get somebody else in there. Well, I do it now. It doesn't matter where I go now. Like if I'm standing in line at the McDonald's, I take my belt off, my shoes off, my jacket, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Why are you not supposed to eat airport food? I, I didn't bother reading this one, Sherry. Is it worth it? It's a commentary. It's sort of an opinion piece by this guy who's a food guy. And he brings up stuff that we pretty much already know. But he's saying, look, if you look at something like fried egg patties, fried egg patties are uh, 
Do you want me to stop? <laughs> no. Or are you taking off your belt, your shoes, your wallet? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't identify the sounds I, anymore, so, so you got to help me out. Sorry. I'm stretching, getting ready to do my dance. I have so much going on now. I got, I got, I got to get the dance ready to go. No, no, no. He, what he's saying is the food not healthy, or is the food just not well made? And you could possibly uh, get all of sick the above. And, uh, uh, oh, fried egg. Okay. These are fried egg patties that you might get in an airport lounge. He says they are the pre-cooked eggs that get shipped around the country in giant frozen boxes, then handed off to places like airport lounges where they get reheated, heated, then slid into a steam table buffet next to the soup. Of of, well, surprise me, textured oatmeal. He's saying, look, we all know airport food is overpriced and terrible, along with airline food. The, the best we can hope for is when something, quote, actually isn't that bad. So why don't we just start bringing our food to the airport? Take a few more minutes, stop off and get something, make your own lunch, just mm -hmm. avoid all of it because it's so much money and so unsatisfying. Yeah, I like to bring a big bag of broccoli, steamed broccoli with mm. me. <laughs> that is being a good neighbor. You are a big defender of the, what is it, the, the pancake conveyor belt? Oh, the pancake making machine. Come on now. Can't go wrong with that. But you got to be a member of the lounge. It's, you know, it's not something. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you brought that up. Dude, but I don't want to. <laughs> okay. I'm a man of the people. Except for that pancake machine. Got to <laughs> love that thing. Well, uh, Dr. Martin, uh, Markey. 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 Yeah. This guy's, he has been the big advocate talking about COVID, talking about the vaccines, everything. You can follow this guy online and he decides because now this is the, um, the House Select Committee looking in to coronavirus and our reaction to it. Uh, here he is, um, basically, as they say online here, um, Dropping the mic on Fauci's head. The reason this is even an issue is that it's embarrassing we funded the lab. If we had not funded the lab, 100% of Americans would say this is obvious, this is a no-brainer. The epicenter of the world is five miles from one of the only high-level virology labs in China. The doctors initially were arrested and forced to sign uh, non-disclosure gag documents. The Lab reports have been destroyed. They've not been turned over. The sequences reported from the lab to the NIH database were deleted by a request from Chinese scientists that called over early on and said, delete those sequences we put in the database. And two leading virologists, maybe the two um, top virologists in the United States, Dr. Michael Farzan from Scripps and Dr. Robert Gary from Tulane, told Dr. Fauci on his emergency call in January of 2020 when he was scrambling soon after learning that the NIH was funding the lab, they both said that it was likely from the lab. Both scientists changed their tunes days later in the media, and then both scientists received $9 million subsequent in funding from the NIH. It's a no-brainer that it came from the lab. I mean, at this point... It's impossible to acquire any more information. And if you did, it would only be affirmative. So Christopher Ray from the FBI came out today or yesterday and said, yeah, it looks like we're pretty sure it's coming from the lab. The phone call that he's talking about. So two of the top biologists uh, sent a letter to Fauci saying we're very suspicious because this sequencing doesn't seem to fit with the theory that this is natural. It seems to have the indicators being man-made. These two sent that to Fauci. 
that night they did a conference call, Fauci um, and Collins and about 17 other or 14 others were all on the call. And then two days later, what do you know? The people that had called Fauci concerned about the unnatural um, indicators of the virus suddenly changed their tune. What do you know, how did that happen? Why? What happened on the phone call? Well, somebody has asked for the transcripts. It's all redacted. You can't find much on it. But people are saying something must have been said in that phone call to suddenly make these two. And they didn't give any backup. They never scientific. Well, we looked originally and then we looked again and now we got a closer look. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. They just quietly went away. Just bye-bye. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Wonder what happened on that phone call with those, with Fauci and Collins and the rest that were calling in. They were concerned about it. Because two days later, they said, you know, this is just nonsense or uh, forget the terms that they used in order to start calling anybody that called the, the lab leak theory. They just, you know, just... uh poppycock or whatever the word that they used to to, to denounce it and you see Fauci is writing checks he's got and he's going to support all these guys you don't bite the hand that feeds you when they're giving you millions and millions and millions of dollars so if Fauci says to these scientists listen I know I know you got concerns but if you want some money you might want to have that, 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 that I don't know if the phone call went that way but no one bothered to look into why did you two change your tune after a phone call with Fauci and Collins. So here it is, as people get a better idea. And I pray to God we find out that if the money went to Peter Dosak from EcoHealth Alliance to China to work on this gain-of-function research, which we knew they were doing, if you find out, and this is why it's so upsetting to people, if you find out the American taxpayer dollars were diverted to China in some lab, and then we were somehow responsible for this thing, how do you think the American people would react to that? I, I think it's devastating. I, I think people yes. would be yes. absolutely. But, you know, Fauci now is saying, we may never know. We may never know. Now, he didn't say that when he thought it was the somebody had eaten a bat. Uh, he thought he was pretty certain of it then. But now his whole thing is, you know, we just, we, eh, let's just, let's just be comfortable with not ever knowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. China lies. China destroys the stuff. These guys think there's something to it. They call Fauci. They get on a phone call at night and then... Everything changes. And then, by the way, if you do refer to it being a lab leak theory, you're part of the conspiracy theory people. And then NPR does a whole story about everybody that believes that it came from a lab also believe in QAnon, also believe in uh, pizza, uh, what's that pizza thing, and Hillary Clinton. They're all a bunch of cuckoo, crazy people. And all the people that believe this are nuts. And if you also believe it came from a lab, you're nuts. Anything you can do to just tar and feather the person because they're questioning what we're getting from the government again please please get those people up there connect this stuff find these emails and hold them accountable for the fact that i still believe the money went from fauci to his buddy peter and then off to china and why aren't they questioning him peter oh they're gonna bring they're gonna get him they'll bring him up They'll, they'll get him in there. They got to. They just have, have to get those. Uh, they got to find those emails. 
I mean, that anyway. seems, you know, going I guess we'll never know. Uh, unfortunately, right. we'll never know. We're, we're, that's something we should probably just never, never ask about. By the way, I'm charging $100,000 for speaking events. I'm the highest paid federal employee ever. And now I'm charging $100,000. And suddenly I sound like the guy from the Aflac commercial. <laughs> Guilford Godfrey. Aflac. Does, do- does, does, does Dr. Fauci. <laughs> COVID. All right. Do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. That's Fauci, by the way. All right. Thank you for that, Andrew. <laughs> Yes, the John Curley, Sherry Elliker Show, starring Sherry Elliker and David Nibbins. All right, Sherry, I knew you insisted on co-hosting with somebody that's passed away. It's a weird thing in your contract. Uh, I have asked you this. Were you a cheerleader? I know that you were known for a bunch of things in high school, but I can't remember if <laughs> cheerleading was one of them. No, I wasn't a cheerleader. My sister was. No I cheer was squad? Not, though. No, no oh, cheer squad. Oh, your sister was. Okay. Yes. I tell you something. I watched this video of this girl cheering. I was like, "God bless her!" Right? It was yeah, the good for her something or other in championships in some place. And what happened to the whole team? She seemed to be kind of all by herself out there on the mat. Yes, she was unfortunately abandoned by her cheerleading squad um, a few days before she was going to this championship. Everybody quit, but her. And she didn't know what she was going to do. She goes to Morrill High School in Morrill, Nebraska. And she was really looking forward to it. Cheerleading was a dream for her. And it's what she always yeah. wanted to do. So she went to her advisor and said, hey, I'm going to do this on my own. And she said, uh, you know, I don't know about that. I mean, you can't just compete with one person. But they looked into it and they realized there is no minimum amount of cheerleaders you have to have on a team in order to compete. Well, so at least she one. Went, at least one. I mean, <laughs> well, there. Okay. Yes, there is one minimum amount, which is one. Um, but she decided she'd she'd do it on her own. Go out there and give it a try. There she is. I just realized. Playing cheerleading video on the radio is right up there with doing a card trick on the radio. But because you're really not going to truly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some noise. Hey, go I love how the fans, or whoever's in the stands, helping her out. I'm sure it's family members, whatever, or maybe just other people. Just like that, good for you, good for you. She doesn't give. Why did the whole team quit? Did she not even get the say. memo? It, no. did, it does not say why. Why they quit? If there was a protest or I don't know scheduling difficulties or whatever. But the word got out that this young lady was going to be doing this on her own, and the crowd was really with her. Uh, yeah. They had 115 cheer squads participate. The smallest, other than her, was five. And the uh-huh. largest was 27 on a team. So mm. um, she did really well. She ranked eight out of 12. Yeah, good for her. Listen. Yes. It's not easy because you just scream out, you know, get ready. And it's all by yourself. You feel sort of silly. And she's, you know, she's 
She she did it. I, I used to judge the seagull contest to pick the seagulls every year, Sherry. Seagulls? What are they? Oh, I'm sorry. Seahawks? <laughs> what were seagulls? your... Seagulls? Could you explain what qualifications you had, John, to be judging such a competition? Oh, oh, Mr. Mr. Monotone voice, <laughs> making him very sad. <laughs> I am... I was a uh, uh, regional... Uh, I was a local celebrity. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, that's all it. That's all it takes then. I, so the seagulls are the sea hawks, oh, cheerleaders. Correct, exactly. Okay. And they would have about a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty of them show up, and then they would dance it, together. There'd be two. There'd be part, pair, pairs of two. And they would dance, and then you could ask questions, and then you narrow it down, knock it down. It took a little while, but it was really fun, great honor. And But I got a chance to watch the same dance routine about 200 times. <laughs> so the music yeah. would play, Andrew. And you'd see the same dance over and over and over and over and over again. And then when they finished, then you had to ask them questions. So the music would end, and then I would, and one of the questions was, tell us about a goal you've recently achieved uh, that you're proud of. And <laughs> some of the gals weren't quite ready for prime time. The other one was like, and she's standing, she's got, her, got the one foot sort of in front of the other foot and, you know, shoulders back. And mm-hmm. so the goal, so you, could, you asked me the question, Sherry, what goal have you achieved recently that you're most proud of? So, Miss, what goal have you recently achieved that you're really proud of? The goal that I have recently achieved that I'm very, very proud of <laughs> is I, I, I had set a goal to climb a flight of stairs that is, is behind my house every single day. And I, I climbed the stairs every single day for about a week and then I got the flu and I couldn't climb the stairs behind my house. And that and th- and that's a goal that I'm proud of that I that I've set for myself. Was that the worst one? That's the one that sticks out. I don't think that's that bad of a goal. I mean for somebody who doesn't exercise. <laughs> I kind of think you. I think that's 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 a bit of an achievement. I don't. Thank she you. didn't say how tall the staircase was. I mean, if it was Thank like you. a bunch of you know, like a hundred steps or hundred stairs. I didn't count. I didn't count the steps. But if there were a hundred, that would be more than I could count. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Seagal. Future Seagal. Not yet. The song was bump bump bum bump. And then when there was a break, uh, we were, had some downtime, I got up and did the dance. Because <laughs> I had memorized it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How, how, yes. Did they ask you what your goals were? I mean, <laughs> yeah, why did well, they care, you know? <laughs> That's the thing. It's so humiliating. It's, they put people on the spot like that. These, these women are hired, or if, I don't know if they get paid, but they're chosen to be able for their athleticism, for their dance ability, but for their they, yes, teamwork. But they, yes, but they also go out into the public and they like go to children's hospital. There are various charity events and stuff like that. They take it very, very seriously. 
uh, who can be a seagull? And they noticed they want somebody that, you know, can't put two words together. They want to be, and, you know, it was, a, we took it very seriously. There was like seven or 10 of us sitting there writing them all down. And the one guy's like, let me give you some advice. You never done this before. You just, you know, don't, don't rank the first couple too high. Cause then, you know, you don't know what the other ones are going to be like. So you start giving them eights and then somebody comes out and they're like a, they're like a nine and you've already like previously committed. So just, you know, take it easy. Just, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't be too anxious with the eights in the beginning. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. God, it was hard. <laughs> well, and then one day, you ha- Jacob, was a- you'll be happy to know they stopped calling me, Jacob. <laughs> you're happy? <laughs> no. What? A, oh, was, a, that was the indicator of. <laughs> was there a limit on <laughs> eights? Yeah, like, falling. <laughs> could, couldn't you rate everybody yes. an eight if you wanted to? Why did they limit the eights or limit the high scores in the beginning? Well, the first ten come out, and you get well. These wow, they're really great. I give them an eight, right? Yeah. But then someone else comes, or nine or something, and then somebody else comes out, and then, you know, they're even better than that. Okay. There's not a lot, not, you don't have place, you can't really go anywhere. So then I was like giving, I created my own little system. I'm like five plus, possibly higher, um, greater than sign, you know, I'd make little notes, this big pile, and they're collecting them. Like, can you please decipher this for me? It's like uh, those, those ten, those ten. <laughs> yep. Bump, 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 bump. You still remember bump. the dance? I can do it. I'll tape it and I'll send it oh, over to Jacob. Oh, really? I'd love yep. that. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Good. No, but let's take it. All right. Thank you. All right. Here we go. Still trying to find that song. Just I keep typing in bump bump bump. It doesn't come up. Can't find anything right now. Hmm. Someone will know it. So me for me to do my dance. Uh, maybe it's a Cardi B song. Let's play that one on the radio. McDonald's and Cardi B uh, and Offset Promotions draws a pushback from some restaurant owners. Uh, Think about Cardi B's big song, and then to think about you know going to McDonald's. I guess it doesn't always work so well. Hang on. My dream day with Offset starts like Cardi, baby, get in. I surprised you with a place all to ourselves. Thank you, baby. You look gorgeous tonight, baby. We share our favorite McDonald's order, and we start with a cheers. Mmm, let's eat. The Cardi B. And offset middle. Hey. There So what's McDonald's, what some of the owners have a problem with it? What's their problem with it? It seems to have a kind of a Glenn Miller feel to it. And then a kind of a, you know, hip sort of rap thing that the kids are into at the end there, Sherry. Yes, it appears that there are franchise owners that believe mm-hmm. that it really doesn't align with the company's brand. Um, yeah. According to the Wall Street Journal, uh, some operators have questioned whether the celebrity tie-ins could conflict with the company's brand standards and franchisee rules. The company's Golden Arches Code for Marketing states that promotions and branding shouldn't include musical partnerships associated with content that includes offensive language in the lyrics. So mm. some of the owners of the franchises are saying, we don't 
really think this is family friendly. We don't think this is a good idea. But McDonald's comes back with it and says these partnerships that we've had have been very, very successful. Mm-hmm. Now, the Cardi B offset meal um, for yes. sharing is uh, for her a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce and a Coke. And then for him, it's a quarter pounder with cheese and a high C orange drink. And then they share an apple pie and some French fries. <laughs> Is that Thank you for you? all that, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> you did a lot of research on it. I did. I'm eating one right meal. now. <laughs> I'm eating the offset part of it. I hope that's okay. I didn't think I was restricted to Cardi B just because I'm a woman. But at any rate, so, yeah, so there are people saying, you know, that they want – McDonald's wants to be the center of culture. They want to be able to stay up with what people are listening to and uh-huh. uh, in, enjoying. And they're saying these uh, this makes us relevant. This is a good thing. I wonder if they pay Cardi B to have Cardi B be part of the thing. A lot, probably. Oh, when you s- when I say go share the Cardi B offset meal, this is what I mean. Yeah, so you're driving through some town, and there's McDonald's, and you got your Jack in the Box, you got your Skippers, you got your whatever, and you're just thinking, uh, you know, why one person chooses one fast food restaurant over another one? It's all consistency is the one thing. If you're eating McDonald's here, eating it, you know, in some other state. But then it's also top of mind. That's why all the advertisement is always on top of mind. You get a celebrity. But if it, would you that? I wonder if Cardi B actually ever eats at a McDonald's. That's the thing that always bugs me. You see the celebrities like, that guy doesn't drive that car. Right? That, that person doesn't eat at McDonald's. Exactly. And you, sh- you I'm sure that they have at least tasted the food, but I don't think that they're <laughs> rolling up to a drive-thru grabbing their own little sharing meal, whatever that is. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. And you're right. It, that's all that it is. It's just the association. So right. you're not going to buy... The food is exactly the same no matter how you package it or with whom, but you're. it, it might have a different impression. It might make a you know, uh, kind of a, a thing in your brain that says, oh, if I'm hungry, then you think about them. You think about... Uh, what that means or something, and then you go to McDonald's as opposed to Burger King. I go to Jack in the Box over here in Clay Ellum, and I just get the basic hamburger with nothing on it at all, and then I no fries, nothing, and then I order a small milkshake. And then woman's always like, would you like extra whipped cream on that? I'm like, mm. no. No, can't you see I'm kind of sort of on a diet, or I'm trying to watch what I eat, and then she's going to... All the whipped cream on top? No. Okay, so the plain hamburger you think is saving, you're saving calories by not getting ketchup? Yes, and then I use those calories on my milkshake. <laughs> and then I buy an ice cream cone and I give it to the dogs. <laughs> well, you have quite a system there. It's I, a big I, night I, out. Okay, Sherry. Okay, when all I right. Go down to saying- the la- when I go to the laundromat on Tuesday nights and I want to, you know, okay, I'm there on Tuesday nights. I don't make a big rush. Doing the laundry, I'll go to Jack in the Box, and that's the way I order. Uh, maybe I'll become a sponsor for those for the Jack in the Box and Cleelum. You get the, the John, John Curley special: <laughs> a plain hamburger, a milkshake, and a ice cream cone for your dogs. For dog, there you go.